Hey, 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 what is happening? This is Daryl Dixon Jr. And you are now tuned into the I Am Set Apart podcast. And, <clears throat> excuse me, no, I ain't got the COVID-19. So, I ain't play me. But, um, I am on my way to work. For those who don't know, Governor Hogan has just issued the executive order for the in-shelter at 8 p.m. tonight. And, um, you know, I work at a hospital. So I'm considered essential personnel, and therefore I am on my way in right now. But so what I wanted to get into today was um, sort of on this journey right now, this whole uh, self-awareness slash finding myself. Uh, been doing a couple couple challenges, you know, doing some things where it, it really tests my uh, commitment and my my dedication to this. This, this journey I'm on with following through with all that I um, all that I'm embarking on and I'm going to do my very best Lord willing to stay on top of because once I get rolling things just start popping my head I start thinking about stuff and I just go one thought to another but yeah um, I was listening to John Maxwell uh, the title of the teaching was getting out of your own way and I haven't even gotten the teaching is about an hour long. I'm only 16, 17 minutes into it and it is rocking me right now. And so this is just one of the things I wanted to share with you uh, on this Tuesday talking ride. Um, he was talking about self-sabotaging behaviors. Apparently we all have them, but not all of us acknowledge that we do some of us don't recognize we do and the little bit that we do know recognize we're kind of in denial about it and so i'm listening to this thing and i'm i'm all i'm at a place where i'm all about finding who i am what my purpose is especially in this walk in my faith walk because it it, it happens gradually and subtly but you don't even realize how you can take so much of what's going on in the world and be so influenced just gradually by the things we see, by the, the, the atmosphere, by the things that go on. It kind of dulls the spiritual senses and you, in a sense, start to lose your identity in who it ultimately should have been in, which is Christ. And it starts to find its place or you start to find its place or define yourself by stuff, you know, so... Uh, John Maxwell was talking about the self-sabotaging behaviors and one of the many behaviors, he said he had a list of 17 and he broke it down into about 10. And one of the ones he was talking about, which is one that I'm dealing with and I it, it resonated with me, it struck a chord. I said, you know what, this is something that I have to focus on and look into because this is very important and essential to me following through and finishing whatever I start. And one of those self-sabotaging behaviors he mentioned was lack of of focus that was like a one-two and hook punch to the jawline when he said that lack of focus he said when you don't have a a, a goal or a purpose in mind or, or just a single mindedness on the task at hand you'll find yourself not uh, productive efficient um, using making the best use of your time in areas it should be one of them being uh, time. You find yourself not being the, the best uh, 
what was the word he used? You find yourself not just being the best uh, manager of that time. You know, you're kind of just all over the place. You're trying to do one thing. You're trying to do uh, multiple things at once. And what I've learned is that, you know, a lot of us multitask is just what happens is everything we're doing suffers. Like when you multitask, you're not giving your best self all of yourself to that one thing. You're giving bits and pieces of yourself to different things. And so, you know, it suffers. You know, everything about it suffers. But what I realized is that I was listening to a teaching last night by uh, a gentleman named, I think it was Dan McCullen. Um, and he was talking about, the title of his sermon was Creative Dominion. And he was speaking on how the enemy understands creative dominion better than anyone else. And therefore, he doesn't war with... He doesn't war with Christians over starting something. He wars with them over finishing it because he knows that if he can get us tripped up and we not finish something, then we'll beat ourselves up. He can beat us up with guilt, condemnation. Uh, you know, we start to find ourselves falling into depression, being our own worst critic, um, just unnecessarily, uh, beating ourselves up about starting something and not getting around to it. And so I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of putting the two and two together and I'm realizing, okay, if I look back at my life and when I was in the martial arts, um, there were these 10 tenets, if you will, that we had to recite every day at class. And the number 10, the, the 10th one, the last one was finish what you start. And I'm also realizing with a bunch of other just just things that I'm learning and taking in is that a lot of these sayings and principles and laws that people are writing books on and that we're hearing about are all things that are already listed in the Bible. It's just we don't do the due diligence to look for these things and make the correlation like, oh, that's what that is. You know, we sort of kind of come up with these things that we experience through experience and through life and we make them our own. And, and really, you know, it's, it's sort of plagiarizing because in a sense, we take credit for it and make it our own and we don't give credit where credit is due. We don't credit the source where it came from and, and just charge it to ignorance, charge it to people's, I guess, heads and not their hearts. I guess I could say maybe some mean well, but others feel like there's this epiphany that they have where they discovered this this fountain of knowledge. And it's like, man, everything we will ever know and that will ever be and that ever was is in the Bible. Genesis to Revelations. It's just doing the due diligence of researching, looking it out, searching it out, and, and making the uh, connection. What we have to understand is that the language of the Bible is in times where people understood that language. It was in regions and cultures where it had to do with farmland where it was heavy on agriculture when it was heavy on bartering when it was heavy on uh men being the dominant or uh you could say the dominant force in a culture and women being subservient to that it was during the time where certain languages and cliches and and uh different types of sages and proverbs were used uh, in specific types of cultures and so when that language was used in that time of day that's how they understood it but we all know and for those who don't know the bible is the inspired word of god and he used man to write it but he used different types of men and women to pen 
these sayings, these chapters, these books, these things that we uh, that we read today. And so it is our job to do our due diligence to take to make the parallel, meaning to bridge the gap, to take what they were talking about in their time and culture and then bridge the gap and cross over into our time and culture and see how these things apply. And for those of us who know, you know, some things can only come by revelation, other things come by diligent study, but most of all, you should pray that you have the receiving of the Holy Spirit so that we're not reading these things with our own interpretation. And so what I'm finding out when they talk about this thing with uh, uh, self-sabotaging behaviors and, and, and one of them being focused, um, let's go to the word and see what the word says about being focused. And uh, just off the top, if, if I could pull out of the air one scripture, one of them says uh, the first commandment. It says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What is that saying? That is saying that the things in this earth that we make our God money, spouse, children, job, career, accomplishments, pride, uh, uh, affluence, influence, we, we feed off of these things and we make them our God. So that's where our focus is. And our focus is on the things that feed the, that monster inside of most of us, if you will, that monster where when we grew up and we were rejected. So everything that we did in life was driven by that rejection. And so we made it so that as we grew up, we became really our own idol, some type of vanity where we're like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the smartest. Now understand there's nothing wrong with being the best or the smartest. It's just the spirit behind it. So we grow up with this wrong kind of influence and spirit and we want to be the best at things. We want to be the smartest at things. We want to be the only one who who's control or we have control over our destiny over things. But we want to we want these things with the wrong kind of motive and spirit uh, behind it. So what ends up happening is we grow up and we start to filter people through a certain type of lens that uh, manifested or took place when that seed was first sown by that person that either offended us, abused us, uh, sold some kind of, uh, spoken some kind of word curse over us. And so our whole life is fueled by that spirit. And so what we don't realize is our focus is on the being defensive, being sheltered in, uh, what people are not going to do to me. Whereas it never... You, you never get to experience or 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 find out what the true cause or the root is because the focus is elsewhere. The focus is on what I'm not going to let people do versus, okay, why do I go through life thinking that everybody's going to do what this one person... Please come over, sir. Please come over. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm driving and, you know, some people got their license from Walmart, so... But um, we we don't. It doesn't even dawn on us until years later that we don't ask the question: Why do I feel like everybody's out to hurt me? Why do I feel like I can't trust no one? Why do I feel like I'm the smartest person in the room? Why do I feel like I'm the only one that loves me and has my best interests at heart? We don't we don't focus on the right thing, the root. We focus on the symptoms, the the exterior, the external, and so. 
when I look at myself and I and I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at okay, my focus is like scatterbrain. You know, instead of focusing on God, the one who who said wisdom is the blueprint that he used to lay out the heavens. And I'm like, hold up. So everything that we see, everything that wasn't that he spoke into existence that became. He said wisdom was a blueprint for laying that down. So if I focus on the word and those principles on how to build, on how to plan, on basically what God's mind is on any given subject, any given situation in my life, that is telling me that I will not only know what to do, I will know the best thing to do. I will know the best route to take. I will know the uh, I will be able to discern the people, places, and things that I need to be hooked up with and connected to versus the ones I don't need to be hooked up and connected to. But see, where my focus got, uh, where I got distracted was I started looking to the world. I started looking to people who looked like they were at a place that I wanted to be. I started going on YouTube and social media and you know everybody everybody under the sun and their mama now is a life coach. Everybody and their mama under the sun is making six, seven figures and want to teach you how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the just the the, the social media it just bombards you with like really I feel like it's like it plays on the emotions of those who really don't know any better. It plays on the emotion of those who are looking for a way out, who are looking for uh, better, who are looking for greater, but they're looking for better and greater in the wrong areas. They're looking to the wrong sources. They're looking for people that don't have uh, a track record or history. You know what I'm saying? And so that was me. That is me. That's what I'm working on not doing. I got away from the source and I started going to other resources to try to find out what my purpose is, what my calling was, what I should be doing, what I think I should be doing, what niche and businesses and different things. And, and it's just so much information out there. It could overwhelm you. It even aggravates you because it's like you just get to a place where you don't know what to do because what you end up having is a lot of people with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different journeys in life and they're trying to tell you that their journey is the best journey or the best way or the best course to take. Red alert. Anybody that tries to tell you their way is the best way, run from them like your life depended on it. Because the best way, the only way is Christ. Plain and simple. You want to talk about that? We can get into that kind of dialogue and conversation. I know it's just me talking. A lot of us on here or maybe listening don't have the opportunity to express your uh, opinions or, or your disagreement with what I just said. But um, and that's okay. You know, I'm willing to dialogue and talk about that. But the only way is Christ. That is the way, the truth, and the life. That is it. Anybody else that talks another doctrine or gospel or says this is a surefire way or this is a perfect way, there is no perfect way. The only perfect way is, again, the way of God, Christ. He says, I will, he says, uh, uh, the, the, the psalmist David says, Lord, order my steps according to your word. He's 
Zion saying, order my steps according to the greatest kings and people before me, the greatest warriors that fought before me. He said, order my steps according to your word. And that's me right now. I'm like, Lord, order my steps according to your word. Be a lamp into my feet and a light into my path because there's a lot of paths we could take. There's a lot of whoop tickets that are being sold. There's a lot of people playing on the emotions of, of individuals out here who are really struggling and really need a way and don't know what way to go. And so that has a tendency to pull your focus, to distract you off of what your eyes and your attention should really be on. And so that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm going to finish listening to this, but I'm just kind of sharing my heart right now. Uh, I did not know or think that lack of focus was a self-sabotaging behavior. I mean, I give you another scripture, James. He says, uh, if any of you lack wisdom, ask, and our Father will give it to you freely without finding fault. But those who ask, believe what you ask, that you received it, that you believe I can do it. Because for those who ask me and don't believe that they receive what they ask for, or, or is like a ship being tossed to and fro by the wind. They're a double-minded man, meaning two minds, unstable in all their ways and shouldn't expect to receive anything. A double mind means lack of focus, lack of single-mindedness. And so... That, again, has been me. How often have we prayed to God, Lord, I need this, I want this, but when he says, okay, I'll give it to you, but this is what's required to do it, oh, I don't know about that. That's a double mind. How are you going to ask for something, and then when the opportunity arises to go after it, you don't want to do the work? See, what I think is we expect God to do the work for us, and that's where a lot of us fail. And that just comes from not knowing him. Just like we don't know Adam from Eve, Sam from Sue, we don't know God. So we have this, this this false concept or idea of who he is and what he's supposed to do. Like he's just supposed to do everything and we don't have to do anything. I mean, really, that's just, that's just again, ignorance. Again, that's just lack of not trying to get to know who God is. Um, just like how we prejudge other individuals by... Uh, either the color of their skin or something we see them do, not knowing them from a can of paint. We prejudge them. We, we don't know them. We ain't asked about them. And so based on what we see, we're judging who they are as a person. And, and a lot of times we try to judge God by our standards, and we can't do that. But again, a lot of us pray as, you know, in our minds we, we say one thing, but in our hearts we mean something else. And so there definitely is work that I have to do. God isn't going to just come down and do the work for me. I have to make the, uh, I have to be intentional about moving distractions out of my way. If you know things that I struggle with, things that snatch my attention away, I, I have to remove those things and replace them with good stuff. But I do this, of course, in partnership with prayer. I'm praying, God, help me to do the difficult things so I can make room for you to do the impossible things that I can't do. And so, you know, that is, um, that's what I'm going to be chewing on for the most part today. So that's my rant. That's just what I wanted to share with y'all today. If anybody is, uh, you know, dealing with that same thing, please, I'd love to hear your, 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 uh, your thoughts about that. You know, what are you doing to, um, what are you doing to rectify that? And I mean, hey, if you need accountability, a partner, you know, or a partner to like help you do some of these things, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm down to add value in whatever way that I can. So as always, I'm going to leave you off with this prayer. Father God, I thank you for every single person on here that is listening. My prayer is that you will make us of one mind. 
one body, one uh, one congregation, Lord. I pray a spirit of single-mindedness to be on every person that is on this line, that this single-mindedness would be centered on you, not looking to the left, but looking to the right, but looking straight ahead, that, uh, they, that you would help us to put away the old things, the old man, the old nature, and put on the new, that we will all know and understand and get the revelatory knowledge that Christ died for all. Though they are Christians, though they are different denominations, though they are different religions, at the end of the day, Christ died for all so that all may be saved. And his word says, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so those who do not know him, I pray right now that if you do not know him, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God rose him from the grave and that he died on the cross for your sins, all you have to say is, Lord, I am a sinner saved by grace. I want to change my life and I want to declare and accept you into my life as Lord over my life. And once you've done that, hey, realize just that confession of your mouth, you are saved. And now the next step would be to get connected with a good Bible teaching, Holy Ghost filled church that you can be led by, led by partner with the community, get connected, get fed, you know. I know we can't get out of our houses at this time, so hey, uh, I'm a youth minister. So anybody that needs prayer, want to know what Bible they should read, what translation is good to read, uh, you know, uh, maybe even uh, if you're in the Maryland area, you know, what churches may be good to go to. I mean, I'm here to help in any way that I can. But um, Lord, I pray this for everybody on this, uh, this, this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is Daryl Dixon signing off. Remember, add value to somebody's life today. Uh, make the most of every opportunity. I pray God allows you to recognize it. And first and foremost, keep God first. Later.